Bible and said, Amen. Now let's go back, shall we, to verse 3. I'll take them a little bit and maybe they can uh, follow along. I've got a couple things I want to talk about here <clears throat> specific to the new birth. I've often been asked, why do people get things in the Bible wrong? For example, how can smart people believe something that's not in the Bible? Uh, how could, for example, many people think that what the apostles had in the Bible, they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues, Acts chapter 2, which, of course, is famous. <clears throat> but many, many, many people, theologians, people that write books and, and have PhDs and great, great uh, religious thinkers all around the world say that's over and gone. Nobody can have the Holy Ghost anymore. And you say, yeah, but millions of people do. Oh, no, no, that can't be real. That's wh why do people believe things that why do they believe wrongly or how do they get it wrong or something like that? And of course, the answers to the, that those multiple questions are many. There are so many reasons that people uh, get it wrong. For example, how many can tell a drastic difference between people that shout and clap their hands and worship and jump up and down and a Roman Catholic uh, mass where you go in and you swing a censer and they're wearing robes and, and they're speaking. Of course, they don't all speak Latin now, but you understand what I'm saying. So everyone would say, I notice a very big difference. So why, why the huge difference? Where does one religion, someone was asking me uh, this week about uh, why do Mormons, no, no, not Mormons, why do Jehovah's Witnesses uh, do a particular, they were asking about a particular thing that Jehovah's Witnesses believe in. And I said, well, that's because that came from the teaching, and then I explained where it came from. And they said, well, but I know, but why do they believe that? Well, because that's what they've come to believe. It's not because the Bible teaches it. And of course, there are many folks that have religious beliefs that did not come from the Bible. They came from something, maybe experience, or maybe they let someone else decide for them what is true and what is not true. And instead of just saying, I look at the Bible and I see it for myself. And so perhaps there is no greater question about what is true than the question of the new birth itself. In fact, many, many Christians today do not believe in what we call the new birth at all. Now, there are many that do, like in Georgia, for example, we are filled with churches that are, uh, I won't name them, but different churches that preach and believe in the new birth. They say they do, while at the same time, there are millions of Christians that say, no, the, the new birth was never meant to be an experience. It's just a fact. And so, and then you say, well, how, how okay. Uh, so in other words, how do you know you're born again? You don't know you're born again. You, you just are. So why do people disagree about things like this? Well, because they get the Bible wrong. In some way or another, they, they fail to get it right. When Jesus said, except a man be born again, see, he didn't say you're going to have an experience. See, so the argument begins right there. Except a man be born again. Are you able to see that? I, I, I wasn't thinking when I chose this this is this graphic is not real fine and it makes the wording I have a way I could have fixed that but but maybe you can almost see it and then I made I wanted you to see the the line except a man be born again in other words there's only one exception to seeing the kingdom of heaven if you're going to see the kingdom of heaven there's only one way I wouldn't say one way 
That's why the, who was it that wrote one, one, one? Who wrote that? One of our preachers. One, one, one. One way to God. Hallelujah. Why is that? Well, because there's just one way. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, God doesn't care about people. But I tell you what, he does tell us the truth. And when he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, he meant every one of you. And he meant repent and he meant be baptized. (laughs) So, but my point is people will say, well, it doesn't mean that repent doesn't mean repent or baptism doesn't mean baptism or uh, whatever. They, they, They got their reasons for excluding it. That's why you have to constantly be preaching the truth. That's why I'm preaching about the new birth this morning. We are a people that believe in the power of the Holy Ghost and we must preach it. If you don't preach it, you won't have it. Except a man be born again. In fact, I'm going to be doing a conference here in a few days. And, of course, I'm not, this has not got a thing to do with that conference. But um, one of the things that's on my mind about that conference is why it is that we must love and defend the word of God. How many knows that we need to stand for the word of God? And just because some egghead that knows Greek and Hebrew, Latin, Aramaic, and a couple other languages comes along and says, well, that doesn't mean that, or his peaky's like that. No, I, I shouldn't do that. I'm... I'm sure his pinky's not like that. I'm, I'm not, I don't mean that like that. But just because someone very smart comes along and says something different, listen, listen, folks. It isn't about I'm right or you're right. It's God is right. And he meant for us to know the truth. He meant for us to know the truth. He did not mean that we would just wander around and anything we believe will be fine. No, sir. He meant for us to have the experience of the new birth. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, just imagine you have to have this in order to see heaven, but you're not even going to know that you have. Just imagine that. Or you sign a card. You got to go somewhere and sign a card, and then that makes you born again. Or, like many people think, you just sort of bow your head. It's sort of like, uh, I mean, it's faster. I mean, you talk about faster than a locomotive. Your salvation is so fast, you just bow your head, and in the twinkling of it, it's faster than the rapture. And I've told people, you know, that's cuckoo. That's crazy that your salvation is just mental in your head. You're going to mentally say, and that's it. Boom, just like that. You go home and everybody has a party. I said, when you do things mental in your heart and your mind, that's all good and wonderful. But that is not the new birth. The new birth is more than that. The Holy Ghost is not just you holding your mouth a certain way. The Holy Ghost is powerful. It is an anointing from heaven. It is a wonderful experience. Yes, it is. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost here today? I don't know how many people have told me in the last couple of days. I, just, I don't know what it is, Reverend, but I, boy, I just feel something when I've never been to a church like this. And I said, well, that's because you're feeling the Holy Ghost. That's what you're feeling. You're feeling God move in a special way. So you must be born again. Now, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born? It would say born. Has anybody counted all the borns in that? Okay, there's eight of them. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? 
That is to say, obviously Nicodemus, I, I don't really think Nicodemus was dumb. So I don't think that he thought that you would literally have a second birth and as a human being, because then what would that mean? How would you be born in like a, let's say a physical birth? But he was, he was interacting with the idea of physical birth. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? Of course he knew. How many knows he knew the answer to that? What he was really saying is, it's not possible, Lord, for us to go back into the womb. So what exactly are you talking about? Jesus said, so Jesus said, truly, truly, or verily, verily. I like verily. I just want to make sure you understand that. Jesus answered, and see, here we, hallelujah. So Jesus said, if we could get these, I know he needs to preach. We turn him back on when we preach. But he says, verily, verily, I say, and then he, he comes back. He says, the exception, there's only one exception. A man must be born of water and spirit. It wouldn't say water and spirit. And yet the same people that say you never know you have that say water isn't water. I can't tell you the people that say, listen, Reverend, you can't tell people they have to be baptized. Oh, yes, I can. And I will. I will preach. You must have the water and the spirit. You must be born of the water. How many see the word born? So he said, you must be born again. They said, well, what do we do? Go, go back and get, go in the womb and uh, be born again. And Jesus said, here's the truth. You must be born of water and spirit. That was the answer. Let's clap our hands and thank God for the answer. You must be born of the water and the spirit. And so some brilliant scholar comes along and says, well, you know, that just means you must be born a human being. That's not true. See, that might be a clever way to pretend your way out of it. But first of all, that wouldn't be a very odd. Okay? I, I hate to, I know you've got your pinky out, but I'm just telling you, that's very odd to tell someone you must be born a human being. So you, in other words, you're, are you trying to rule out the raccoons? What are you trying to do here? Or are you trying to rule out somebody there that might not have been born a human being? They were born something else. No, no. See, that's not even, I mean, it is so ridiculous. It's almost, but this is how far people will go to just do what they want instead of being obedient to the Holy Ghost. Someone said, you folks are way too emotional. Well, you folks are way under emotional. You need to get a hold of this thing. That like, I'm convinced. I want to tell you what I, see, okay, let me check the time. I'm convinced that we have a lot of people that don't believe in heaven or hell. I think America has forsaken the idea of eternity a long time ago. They, they might think that they think that they're going to float in clouds or something forever, but they, they don't believe in heaven or hell. They don't believe in either one, really. Now, tons of people want to have life after death. I don't mean they, they, they assume that uh, something... They've got all kinds of ideas. And, of course, a lot of this has been brought on by evolution and science, as the Bible calls it, science so-called. Scientists tell us that this is true. And, for example, if you if you are young, let's say you're 25 years old, you believe you came from a monkey or you're related to, you're a cousin of the monkeys. I know they don't, they quit saying that years ago, but you're, a, you're related to monkeys. That Just like a monkey, that's you. Here's the monkey, here's you. Same history, same everything. 
and you were not created. You evolved from an amoeba that came out of an ocean and a, a cosmos that came out of who knows where. Nobody has any clue where it came from. If that's what you believe, and it took billions and billions and billions and billions of years. And then you're told this, and then some music star comes along and says, wah, 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 wah. You say, man, let's get with the music because the rest of this is nonsense. And that's the kind of world that we're living in. But I want to tell you, the Holy Ghost is real. You can deny it all day long. God is God. He made heaven and earth, and he demands of you to repent and be baptized, he said. Someone said to me, but Reverend, listen, that, that's so dogmatic. That's so narrow-minded. I said, well, since we're talking about narrow-mindedness, how narrow-minded is it for us to tell God what he should be doing, what he should be saying? Well, the Bible, you know, the Bible is full of all these errors. I said, you see what we're discovering as we go along here? I'm reading the Bible and you don't even believe the words of the Bible. You're telling me you don't even believe the words of the Bible. Well, I believe the words of the Bible. Then you've got to not only believe them, but you must then obey them. Because, you know, the devils believe and tremble. But that didn't help of any. So just knowing something to be true doesn't change it. But when you know it, then you have a hope that it will change you. Is anybody, could we just lift our hands and praise God for a moment? Father, so many lives today, we're, we're trying to reach our world. Help us to reach our world. Don't let us change the doctrine, Lord, just to get a pat on the back. Let the glory of God be in our midst and the glory of God in the sanctuary. Praise God. So you must be born of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter into the, uh, except a man be born, he, Water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So what did he say? Now let's think about it, because I'm going to tell you what. See, they don't believe a word of that, so we're going to come back and double check it. Except a man, here we are, let's see what he said. Jesus answers him. Except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's what he said. Nicodemus said, what in the world? And Jesus said, here's the answer. You've got to be born of water and spirit. That's the answer. Or you're not entering the kingdom of God. Someone said, well, yes, but that, 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 that's just, mm. no, it means what it says. And he said what he meant. Now then let's keep going. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And here's where many people, if, if they get, didn't get away from it and dismiss it earlier and all the things we've said, they've got a brand new one now. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So some people suggest that since he didn't mention water again, the water wasn't important. Are you following me? Okay. Some of you are, t I know it's hard because it's early. <clears throat> All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That which is born of flesh is flesh. In other words, they say this is what Jesus was talking about. You must be born of the water. That's flesh. See, see what they're going to do? They're going to now superimpose the next statement as though he's only talking about spiritual birth, not birth of the water. Now, so let's, we're going to answer that question. I mean, that uh, point, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. And that's, of course, the name of our lesson. You must say it with me. You must be born again. So it's very important. Someone said, well, I don't know if I was or when. Well, then you're not going to, if you don't even know, if, who's, whose Cadillac is, I have no idea. It's in your driveway. I, I don't know how to get. I don't know how it got there. I drive it every. I don't know who. I don't know. Would, how'd you? I don't have any idea. 
I just know that Cadillac is there and I drive it every day. Hmm. Sounds like we need an attorney here or somebody, maybe authorities or something. But imagine people talking this way about their spiritual life. Now, I know that that could sound like someone is saying, man, I've got it perfect. I'm perfect. And I'm your greatest example. No, my friend, I was I was nothing when Jesus found me. But I know when he found me, he made a difference in my life. He did something for me. Marvel not that I say to thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wants to. Doesn't mean, of course, that the wind uh, knows or has a mind of its own because he's really speaking of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God does whatever it chooses to do. Can we just thank God right now, Father? We know that you have all power and glory and your Spirit does whatever it listeth and I thank you for it. Praise God. Of course, here we're going to have, and I don't have time to go back to this, but here we have a slight reference to uh, speaking in tongues because the wind blows and then you hear the sound. And, of course, very, very, pe- very few people uh, notice the wind just because of its sound, although maybe if it was a storm they might. But let's just say the wind's out there. You, you may not even hear. You'd have to listen very closely to know the wind is even there. Unless, of course, it's really like, <laughs> uh, like a storm or something. You, then you, you don't actually hear the wind, but you hear the rushing of the wind. Because the wind doesn't have its own voice. So when the wind begins to move, it, it has all kinds of ways in which you hear its current and so on. But you don't actually see it. Nobody can really, it's really another way of saying nobody can tell the wind what to do. And thou hearest the sound thereof. Just like when you receive the Holy Ghost. So someone said, well, you're never going to know. You're going to know. Hallelujah. Because you're going to speak in other tongues. When you get the Holy Ghost, it's like when a baby's born. You know, Hey, when a baby's born, anybody expecting a baby? Anybody going to have a baby anytime soon? Okay, the baby's going to be born. Do you expect the baby to do anything? Oh, no, the baby's not going to do anything. Just, folks, it's just to me, it's just like mind-numbing when people start, hey, I'm the same sinner I ever was, but I'm going to heaven. In fact, I'm worse than I ever was, but I'm going to, well, why would you think you're going to heaven? A perfect place. Why would you even want to go to heaven? All the things you love, you're never going to have those in heaven. Why would you even want to go? Well, because I don't want to go to the, I don't want to go to the other place or whatever. Okay, I got that. The wind blows where it wills, but thou and you hear the sound, but you cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. And everyone, not we're at the end. So, everyone say so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Someone just recently said to me, well, that may be how you got the Holy Ghost, but that's not the way I got the Holy Ghost. And I said, well, everyone, everybody gets it the same way. There's no such thing. Now, what they really meant, I mean, I knew what they meant. I was trying to, I was trying to help them a little bit. They thought that it just, just because they had never spoken in tongues, that they were never supposed to speak in tongues. I said, well, you may have never spoken in tongues, but that doesn't mean, I mean, you can't know your future. Only God knows your future. I said, when, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will have the same Holy Ghost that everybody else gets when they get the Holy Ghost. Because we're not inventing this. It's not like I created it. It's not like it's me that's doing it. I can't tell this wind what to do. I can't tell the wind where to go. I, it moves everywhere. Folks, I want to tell you, God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost whether we like it or not. And God is going to do things that are amazing whether we want him to or not. 
In fact, if you can understand everything God does, then wow. If you understand everything God does, wow. But of course, we know we don't. We know that we're just, I'm just thankful that I'm a child of God. Anybody just glad that you were born again and filled with the spirit? Can't tell what comes or goes, so is everyone that is born of the spirit. Now, I would love to spend more time there, but that's not my main thrust. I need to move on. Now, let's go to the next one. I want to look at the, the, the question of born of the water. Can you say that with me? Born of the water. <clears throat> now, I used to really be troubled by this because people that I respected would tell me this. Uh, like at the, you know, theologians at the university, things like they would say, now tell me, you, you've got to use your head here. Uh, you can't be narrow-minded, things like that. And I would say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not narrow-minded. I'm, I'm trying to be open-minded. One of them, I said, but what if your brains fall out? I mean, you're so open-minded, your brains slip out over here. They didn't like that, but I just thought it was a good point. I mean, you could open your mind. What, what he was really trying to say was that I was closed-minded. I was narrow-minded because I believed something. That made me narrow-minded. I said, it might just make me <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it could just be that it's right to do that. It's what God really wants us to do. And I said, we don't have to decide how it all works itself out. We just have to know what it's actually saying. Is it telling us to be baptized or not? And, of course, they would say, well, it, it must mean. Now, I, you got to stay with me. I'm going to hurry past this. But what he told me was, Talmadge, it must mean human birth. It must mean that. So I said, well, why? Why must it mean human birth? Why would he say in one breath? Now, this was a Greek scholar, and I, I have a Greek degree. So we were discussing it on that level. Not I wasn't trying to tell him. We weren't arguing or anything, we weren't, uh, it was no match, you ought to do this, and I'm smarter than you, nothing like that. It was simply a discussion of the language. Could the language mean you must be born of your mother and you must be born of the Spirit? That's what he, he said, it must mean that. It must mean it. And I said, well, then why would he say that, number one? Why, wouldn't you say, I mean, why would he ever say that? Why would you ever tell someone you must be born of your mother? I mean, and I know the answer. I'm not saying there's not an answer. If that's going to be the way you go, then there would be the answer would just simply be, well, he what he really meant is uh, now that you are born of your mother. See, that's what he would have been meaning. And of course, the point would be, why didn't he say that? If he meant, well, you, you need since you're a human being, why even talk about human beings? I mean, the whole thing is if he means by water, you've got anything to do with being a human being. Why? Because they are. How many knows if you're a human being, you're stuck? How many knows that? How many knows there's nothing you could do about being a human being? You couldn't even go back and, as Nicodemus said, I can't go back. Uh, I mean, to be honest, Nicodemus was saying, I mean, if he can do it, I can do it. Is everybody okay with this? I can tell you're a little nervous. Um, so Nicodemus said, now that I'm old, how can, what he meant was I'm way too big. Don't you think? Or something of that, I mean, maybe too big, or I'm already here, or something like that. So how, what, how is the birth going to happen? And Jesus said, water and spirit. So the idea that what Jesus is meaning, you got to be a human, and you got to be spiritual at the same, in other words, that's, that's just the general take, is, is mistaken. 
Okay, folks, it is mistaken. All right, Jesus was, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Jesus wasn't telling them. Can you see that at the very top? He wasn't telling them that they had to be human for obvious reasons because that's not a choice. Or be born of a woman, meaning, of course, the, the, the water that is in the womb and so forth. Uh, that's simply not what he was talking about. He never meant that. And, 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 I was going to say it a moment ago, being a Greek, uh, you know, studying Greek at the university and teaching Greek and so on. I asked someone, I have heard this so long, I want to know if you have ever seen in the Greek world all the way back to the beginning of time that anyone in the Greek world, I have a degree in Greek, I study Greek, I've translated Plato, I've, I've, I've translated the Bible, I, I study Greek, I study Hebrew, I study Latin. Nobody cares. But I want to know if you have ever seen anybody in the world that ever said in the Greek world, I was born of water. And they meant they were born of their mother. They said, well, yeah, that's what it meant. And I said, well, where, who, who was he? I want to know him. I want to read all about him. I want to know about him. I want to know what he ate for breakfast and what kind of potato chips he liked. Because if he's running around saying I was born of water, because first of all, you're not born of water. That, that, that's, that's not true. You're not born of water. You may be in the fluid and so on, but you're not born of it. But anyway, I could see where they might try to come to that conclusion. If you want to believe it, fine. But the question is, did Jesus mean that? And was there ever a Greek individual that ever used the term born of water to mean human birth? Now, I've done some searching. I, I know that uh, you'd have to have the Greek word. I'll show it to you in a minute. But um, I can't find it. If there ever was, I don't know. I've asked people, listen, it wouldn't change anything, of course. But it, if there is no such reference at all, why do people pretend that there is? And, of course, Jesus did not mean it at all. And neither did he mean that baptism was not important. How many knows that baptism is important? Baptism is important. He didn't mean just as you were physically born, be spiritually born. He didn't mean that. But the context of John, that is the gospel of John, is water baptism. And I could, I've done this with people. I said, okay. They said, well, the one guy told me a few years ago, he said, we, I, he was very serious. So I said, okay, let's, let's think about that. He said, the, the context here is not baptism. And I said, what do you mean? Well, Jesus isn't talking about baptism. And I said, how do you know? He said, well, there's nothing in the context. So I went to chapter one, baptism. Chapter two, baptism. In fact, water was at the center. How many knows that he turned water into wine in chapter two? And then, and then it said, John came baptizing them. I said, the whole context is baptism. Everything we talked about is baptism. And then I showed him in chapter four. I said, why would you suggest that there's no context for baptism here? Because that's your prejudiced mind. I just, I've just showed you that they're baptizing all over the place. In fact, Jesus told us, I mean, that, that's, that goes on and on and on. But my point is baptism matters and the context was baptism. And by the way, if it were me, oh, hallelujah, I'd get baptized just to be sure. If some brilliant scholar told me, don't, you don't have to, I'd do it anyway. Hallelujah. In fact, when I wanted to get baptized in Jesus' name, I'd already been baptized. They said to me, uh, my uh, leadership of the church said, you don't, need, you don't have to be baptized over. 
You've already been baptized. I said, well, let's just pretend that I, that I don't have to be, but I want to be. How about that? Don't have to be, but I just want to be. Because I knew if, we, if I had to win the battle over, was I right that I had to be? I said, I'm not doing because I know that I have to be. Because I wasn't near down the road enough to do that. To argue with my pastor who had a degree in Greek and say to him, uh, you have to be you have to be baptized. I said, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I just know the Lord is telling me to get baptized. How about that? And they said, well, you, that can't be the Lord. I'll never forget that night. That can't be the Lord. And so I said, well, if it's not the Lord, he sure has his voice. I don't know. And he said, well, it's your conscience, and it's, you're just such a nice guy, Talmadge, that you, you're just worried about it. You don't need nothing to worry about. I said, well, let's just say I have nothing to worry about, and I just want to do it. What if, what if there's no reason in the world to do it? Just want to do it. Can't do it. I said, I thought it didn't matter. Well, it only matters if you do it. That's when I knew something was wrong. It didn't matter unless you do it. Then you're in trouble. Don't, you can't do that. Well, I thought it didn't matter. If it doesn't matter, then who cares? Just do it. All right. So you need to be very careful not to minimize. I want to say minimize, which many people do, or alter. For example, many people will baptize a, a brand new baby. But that's not baptism. They've altered the say that's alters the, the mode. When you change the formula, it means you've changed what you say when you baptize. And many have done that. But biblical baptism is by immersion. I would say immersion. In other words, you go into and you're buried in the water in the name of Jesus. Now, let's look at four scriptures. Look at the bottom here. I'm trying. Oh, oh, oh. I see people uh, telling me that. All right, let's look at Galatians 3. Let's, can, you, can you see it well enough to read that first one? For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That sounds pretty important, doesn't it? You're baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. All right, let's, that's Galatians 3. Let's look at Acts 22. Arise. And be baptized in what? Wash away thy sins. That sounds pretty important. I've, I've, I've got friends that I've talked to for years about, does it wash your sins away or doesn't it? And they say, no, it can't wash your sins away. One pastor said, if, it could, if, it could, if your sins were washed into the water, it would kill every fish in there. I said, well, why then does it say be baptized and wash away thy sins? I'm still waiting for an answer to that one. Buried with him in baptism. It would say we're buried with him. Colossians 2. And then one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Sounds very important. I'd like us to stand because I'm, I'm, they need me to step aside here. But I want us to ask God to give us a revival of the new birth all about us. People receiving the Holy Ghost. People getting baptized, lives being converted. Do you know that we could have a nonstop revival if a revelation 
of the new birth would come to people's hearts. We just lift our hearts and ask God to send a revival of the new birth to people's hearts. Father, I pray that the Holy Ghost will move. I ask God that your spirit will work in our lives, that you will bless and keep us, Lord. We give you praise for it, and we magnify you, God. Let revival come to the tabernacle like it's never been seen before, that many souls can be saved.